Lucasa Dada, formerly known as Willie Ricks, when he was a member of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, SNCC, was a frontline organizer who faced naked terror in the 1960s engaging in organizing work against white supremacy. In June of 1966, Lucasa played a pivotal role during the March Against Fear in Mississippi. Moving away from much of the philosophy of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., which, up to that point, dominated the ideology and actions of the U.S. Civil Rights Movement, SNCC saw itself further embracing the militant ideas of Malcolm X and nationalism as a solution to capitalist and white supremacist oppression. SNCC wanted to emphasize this necessity for political evolution in the movement by replacing Freedom Now as a dominant movement slogan with Black Power. It was Mikasa who took on the extremely dangerous responsibility of heading out ahead of the march into the small Mississippi Delta towns to organize the African masses around the Black Power slogan. In doing so, Mukasa risked being captured and terrorized by the Ku Klux Klan and other terrorist white supremacist groups that were actively engaging in violence against civil rights workers. By the time the marches made it to Greenwood, Mississippi, based largely on Mukasa's work, the masses were primed for black power. Confident of this, Mukasa urged newly elected SNCC chairperson Kwame Ture then known as Starkly Carmichael, to express the new slogan during his speech on the grounds of a public school where marches were set to camp out after gaining approval to do so. The European white elected officials immediately revoked the school board's approval for the marchers before ushering in National Guard to terrorize the marchers. Prior to the violence, Mukasa's urging to Kwame Ture led to Ture famously leading the chant of Black Power to the marchers, which was heard around the world. A new phrase of civil rights movement was launched and nothing in this country would ever be the same again. Today, Mukasa continues to participate in the movement for justice for African people. He is active in the fight for revolutionary Pan-Africanism. In this episode, Hood Communist editor Ajamu Umi sat down to talk with him. Hope you enjoy it. So we know that you have been engaged in serious Pan-Africanist work for decades. We know that neocolonialism is a major obstacle in Africa today. And in relationship to that, would you please comment on the legacy of Barack Obama? Obama? Yes. He's a neo-colonial agent that's in the line with Mobutu Sisi Sekou, and he committed crimes against humanity, crimes against Africa, and that he was an agent of imperialism. Yes, indeed. And the last act that he made as president was to drop bombs on Africa. So he's somebody that we definitely, he's the enemy to Africa and the enemy to the common people of the world. Thank you very much. And the next question is kind of related, but 
Would you give us your opinion, Brother Mukasa, on the question of Africans calling themselves Americans or attaching the title of American to themselves in any way? Africa was broken, I had broke up into pieces itself, the continent of Africa, and then they broke up the world into a lot of different pieces under colonialism and imperialism, and they renamed a whole lot of areas in the world. And you got Africans on the continent was renamed the land in many, many places, Rhodesia and all those kind of names after white people, <clears throat> South Africa. And then they scattered us on the slave ships and took us, I don't know how many hundreds of places, but all over the world. And each place they gave us, they gave the land that we took us to a colonial name and rename the world, and that Africans have so many names that has been given to them by the colonialists or the imperialists, Jamaica, Trinidadian, Americans, African-Americans, Black Americans, Frenchmen, and all kinds of names. So that's all with colonialism. We've been broke up into a lot of pieces, and that we have to identify with the land that we come from, all nations, all people identify with the land of their ancestors. Chinese are Chinese because they come from China. Koreans are Koreans because they come from Korea. Europeans are Europeans. They come from Europe. And, and we are Africans, brother. We're born anywhere on this earth. We are Africans, and we have to bring back together as one historically, culturally, politically and in all other forms where we can be one and we can come to the position pan Africanism injustice to one anywhere in the world is an injustice to all of us anywhere mm -hmm. in the world. Just like you see the Europeans when they fight a place like Russia, then all of them join in together. Right. Uh, with weapons, with ideology, with propaganda, and everything else to fight Russia. They all come to rape Africa, and whenever one African nation rises up like Libya, they all came together to bomb, propagandalize, tell lies, trick people, and confuse people about what was going on. Same thing with Iraq, Yemen, the rape of the Congo, or the colonialism that continued to go on in South Africa, imperialism, and the rape of Africa, rape of South Africa and other places, it continued to go on. So it, it's all the same, and, and we're African people. We have yes. to identify with Africa. That's right. Thank you very much. Just a couple of more questions. So how would you explain to our people why socialism is a better system for African people than capitalism? Well, socialism itself, just a word, is a word, but if we're going to bring justice to the world, we need an economic system that will put everybody in the same economic order. Otherwise, like Cuba, China, or other places practicing socialism, uh, you will give everybody medicine, everybody housing, and a government supposed to look after the people and build and solve the problems of the people 
and in terms of housing, medicine, school, and everything. And that the, so socialism is an economic system that's for the poorest of the poorest, the mass of the people. And capitalism is an economic system for the rich and the riches. The rich get richer and the poor get poor. But under socialism, you would take back everything in the world and make the richest people equal to the poorest people and make the poorest people equal to those who have been rich. And otherwise, socialism is an economic system that feed, clothe, and solve the problems of the people. The earth is rich, and you use that richness to feed, clothe, and, and, and solve the problems of the people. You use the economics for the people and not use the economics for a few people. And that's what I guess we define socialism as an economic system for the masses of the people that would bring equality to the masses of the people and work to solve all the problems uh, that people have and make them live comfortable on earth. Yes. Thank you. And the last question we have for you, African, is when you were a member of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, SNCC, you were on the front lines for the battle to get the vote for African people in this country. And today, the dominant way voting is talked about is that it's a principle that, you know, people don't vote if they engage in revolutionary organizing work or something other than voting that they're betraying our people. And I just want to get your comments on how you feel about that view on voting today. Well, when we, when we were talking about voting, we were looking for a way to find some equality and some justice for our people. Marching, demonstration, protesting, speaking out, praying for our enemy, and and doing everything else that we could do. And voting was just a tactic that we used. And I personally think that we would have been better off in Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and everywhere if we had took guns and took the land and not took the courthouses. Because when we, even though we took over all these different cities across the South, we didn't have no economics to go with it. Mm -hmm. So because you got a little courthouse, the mayor himself was just as broke as the masses of the people. And even though you put black people in office, the conditions got worse and worse. And that that's even across Africa. We have places like South Africa that allowed our people to vote and what have you. But they got Mandela out of jail and 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 got a president. But at the same time, they kept the diamonds, the gold, the oil, the silver, and all the economics. Mm -hmm. So even though you have a black face, imperialism continued to make profit and become rich off of the natural resources of Africa. And, and that's all over Africa. We have political freedom and economic slavery. Otherwise, our natural resources above and below the ground continue to go to the riches of the rich people in the world and leave the mass of the people poor. Even here in America, because you vote a mayor in office, that don't solve no problem economically. So we need to take over the factors, the industry, and, and, and begin to solve the problems of our people 
Otherwise, I'm saying voting ain't worth a damn mm. because the Democrats are part of imperialism, the Republicans are part of imperialism, and they're all in the same boat. So mm. they still put us in a situation where the rich get richer and the poor get poor. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying voting is nothing but a waste of time because when you look around the world, everybody that gained their freedom and independence, they uh, organized themselves and at some point they had to pick up weapons and fight a revolution and, and take their land back and began to put together a machinery that would educate, teach, and take the minds of their people back and give them their own culture and their own history. And this is the kind of uh, thing we need to do. We need mass party and a mass revolution, especially us African people, and began to give our people their culture, give them their history, ideologically train them, teach them, guide them, and take their minds back that imperialism has been robbing them of for the last four, five hundred years and give us our identity. Fidel Castro said that the revolution in Cuba really started after the last bullet was fired. Mm. So I'm saying voting and voting inside of uh, capitalism, imperialism, and is not ain't nothing on the ballot to solve no problems. So I think voting is a waste of time. And and uh, even though I worked with that movement and that kind of thing, but uh, once you saw it, it wasn't no good. And you went in the mass of the people ain't getting nothing from it, but a bunch of lies and continue to be oppressed. And I said, damn the Democrats, damn Republicans, and damn America, damn capitalism, <laughs> imperialism, and long live scientific socialism, long live communism. And, and of course, we must fight for pan-Africanism and, and develop our ideology, whatever we call it, and Kumiism, uh, Chureism, uh, Lumumbaism, but it's got to be Africanism. We got to Africanize our people. Peace, y'all. That's a wrap for this week, but be sure to go check out the blog, hoodcommunist.org. We always got new articles on there every Thursday. Good shit, revolutionary shit. Go read that. Take that in. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at hoodcommunist. We got kicked off Twitter for telling the truth, but we still kicking, talking our shit on Instagram. So go follow us and stay up to date with what we got going on. And lastly, if you enjoy what you heard today, if you enjoy what you see on the blog, be sure to share this with your people. Be sure to share it with somebody who you think might appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Everything we do, we do it because we believe in the potential to transform society and we believe in revolution. So like I said, share that. And lastly, we always encourage our people to join organizations that are fighting for justice, that are fighting for liberation. If we could solve the problems in our society as individuals, we would have did that a long time ago. So yeah, take care of yourselves, man, and we'll see y'all next time. Peace.